everyone. Thank you once again for tuning in to another exciting episode. I say that all the time because it's true of the Iconist podcast. And the icon is, hold up. Can't jump the gun. Can't jump the gun. As you know, I'm one of your hosts, Barry3D for Deep Dark Delicious. You can find me on my website. That is Barry3D.com. You'll find everything I'm doing from this show to live performances over, all over. Okay. So keep tuned, market. There we go. On my mm. side, the man, the myth, the legend, the one that's got you rocking all night long when you're doing the dishes and dancing, it's because of him. And who am I talking about? The one and only, Mr. Rod, Rod C. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome. We got something for you. We got something for you. I'm just going to say it like that. It's a special month. Why? Why is it special, Barry? What's so special? Tell because us. the theme is Black History Month. That's right. That's right. And before people turn around, I was like, hey, look, we got one month in a month. Okay, every leap year, we get 29 days instead of 28. We got the coldest month of the year if you live in Canada. So you know what? Recognize, recognize, enjoy. Let us have our moment. Okay. All right. All right. So for Black History Month, we're covering characters that fit that theme that would be positive influences for the young people and anyone outside of the culture too. So this way we can all bring everybody together, regardless of race, color, or creed, right? Right. All right. Yep. One love, mm. Bob Marley film. Come on, check it out. Mm. All right, man. So that, that's what it is on that note. Before we get down to it, as Rod always reminds me, manner is maketh the man. We're going to do mm. a round table. Where to find everybody. Of course, you know where to find me, Barry3D.com. All right, cool. We good. We good. We good. Awesome. We good. All right, cool. You Rod. Me? Where can you find me? Listen, y'all can find me. Very simple. It's just straightforward. You can find me on the World Wide Web. Find me on Instagram at Mr. Rod C. You can find me on Twitch at djtwitch.tv forward slash DJ Rod C. Listen, you can find me on the world of the tick and the talk and the talk and the tick. You can find me on TikTok at DJ Rod C1. That's DJ Rod C1. <laughs> find me. Reach out. We're good. Let's go. Let's go. He plays all the time, multiple times through the week. Catch him live. Of course, bookmark where you're going to be at. You don't want to miss it or even if you're, you're going to be in, a dish, in the kitchen doing the dishes, yeah, as we're saying. So there's people that support the show. So we got to shout out once again. Well, <laughs> Comics out in Kitchener. Tell Wes and the guys we said hi. Check out Check Swings out in Montreal. Tell Trevor and the guys we said hi. And also check out the comic book store, uh, A Hero's Tale in Cambridge. Tell Andrew and the guys we said hi. Uh, that's the best places to go to start off your comic book collections. If you don't know where to go, they will hook you up. All right. Mm. On top of that, um, if you want to know about podcasting, hey, you want to do a podcast mm. like we do? We use Podbean. So you can find that's us it. at aconis.podbean.com. And definitely you too can have your voice out there to talk about whatever you want to talk about. It's the best way to go. That's my opinion about that. And we're enjoying it. Let's go. That. Yeah, on top of talking about podcasts, hey, we are part of the Subculture Podcast Network. So it's us with five other podcast uh, podcasters on there. And it's all like nerding geek culture that you will enjoy. Anything from Star Trek to Star Wars, comic books, uh, and TV, anything along those lines. So check it out. Yeah. Subculture Podcast Network. We've got um, our, our Instagram page, Facebook page, all that stuff. we got some uh, collaborations coming up very, very soon. So yep. you don't want to miss out. If a lot, I think probably one already just happened, so you don't want to miss the next one. Okay. Also, a great friend of the show, Larry Reclizzato. He's been on a couple of times. He will be back. And he has his Facebook page, which is called Forgotten, Obscure, and Underrated Comic Characters. Join it. Follow the rules. Be respectful. Have a lot of fun. 
what he talks about there in that Facebook page and that Facebook group is a lot of stuff that we talk about here on this show. Yep. Okay. I think we've got everyone covered, but if you want to do a podcast or anything along those lines, no matter what it is, if you need a graphic artist, anything worldwide, yeah, worldwide, yeah, only one man you need to contact, and his name is Jay Bird Digital Arts. Mr. Jason Reese, Jaybird Digital Arts, hit him up. Tell him you heard about him on the Iconist podcast, and he will give you a discount on the work. Right? That's all you got to do. Thank you very much, Jay, for always keeping us there and uh, keeping us looking fresh, fresh, exciting. Da-na-na-na-na. All right, then. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I got to keep it. I got to keep it nice, man. 2024. Here we go. So, right. On the Iconist podcast today, Hmm. the icon is Nubia. 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 You gonna say Nubia? Who's Nubia? I'll tell you who Nubia is. Nubia Hmm. is the Black Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Okay, here we go. We got the Linda Carter theme music going in there. You know, or I'll get off. Right. So Nubia was the black Wonder Woman, right? Literally, that's that's exactly what she was. So she made her appearance yep. back in 1973 in Wonder Woman issue number two thousand sorry, two hundred and four. 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 Like oh. Four horsemen. Right, I've got my wrestling references going <laughs> on. So in 1973, issue 204 in January. He made her mm-hmm. very first appearance in DC Comics. She was the first female black character that they had at the time that was brought in, especially mainstream. So a lot of, and, and now this was an interesting period during Wonder Woman's history because mm-hmm. at this point during Wonder Woman, she was no longer Wonder Woman. She was Diana Prince. Ah, that's another tale in itself. But let's just say that this ends up with her kind of getting kickstart back to Wonder Woman. So at one point, she was Wonder Woman, and then they depowered her, and then they took away her memory. So she forgot about being Wonder Woman and Themyscira Island. Yep. And she was just Diana Prince, and she wore a white suit, just a white, you know, for the time, it was the 70s. That's how people dressed. So she had on, like, white bell-bottom pants, uh, a white <laughs> top that yeah. kind of matched. Yeah. She was Skin tight. She, Skin yeah, tight. She, like an outfit. It was a uniform. Yeah, it was a full it, you know? outfit. It was just a regular a outfit. outfit. Not a superhero costume, nothing. Oh. It was a regular outfit. She was part of a business. And she was just, you know, she was still full of action. She was dealing with espionage and so forth. But she wasn't Wonder Woman. There was no invisible plane, no Themyscira, no oh. golden uh, lariat or lasso or whatever you want to call it. Yep. There was none of that stuff. No stopping bullets with her bracelets. None of that. She was just, you know, adventurous. She was like Tomb Raider. She was like, you know, Lara Croft. Nice. Nice. Yeah, she had skills. She just didn't remember anything. Her memory was white. 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 Yeah. So in that issue number uh, 204 Hmm. of Wonder Woman, it starts off with, you know, someone across the building turn around. Guy pulls out a gun, a sniper rifle, and he he assassinates. He snipes someone from a couple of blocks away. Uh, in this apartment, it's not, sorry, uh, office building. Boom. And then she's at this, I guess, boardroom dinner or whatever. It's very rushed. And she goes and grabs, um, this, this Asian man, I Ching. That's his name. And he's like, hold on, something's happening. And boom, he gets sniped. And his last words to her is, you know, you know, don't weep for me. 
it's like you know don't weep for me uh you know daughter my my daughter I never had your daughter I never had like he we looked at her as a daughter that he never had and when he died in in Diana Prince's arms she's like you're the father I never had you know and he's like kind of weep no tears for me and it's so but that's where it starts off for 2004 I keep saying 2024 but you know, <laughs> 204 you know 204 so this is where we're getting into she now chases down this sniper so there's a helicopter on the roof you know diana prince runs up there gets on the helicopter um they all know she's diana prince he starts saying hey you know with these police officers over that building that's where the sniper is oh he's trapped in there he we can't get to him it's like don't worry i'll get to him she's like a woman of action like 100 percent, right like no disregard for her own safety okay there she's going he shoots a grenade rocket launcher at the helicopter it blows up she falls down she could have fell to her death but no she falls on top of a gargoyle, hits her head. Poor child, you know, head hit hard concrete. Body mm-hmm. dotty. <laughs> yeah. Deep cuts for a DJ. Deep cuts. Nice. nice. Yeah. Nice. If you don't know it, look it up. You know, Lottie Dottie, come on. That's Slick Rick. Slick Rick the ruler. Okay. She now loses her memory. So people now find her lying on this gargoyle. Stories above the street. Pull right. her in through a window. They're like, Diana! Diana, Diana Prince! She's unconscious! Yeah, wow, she's like, so why is she still alive? Why uh, is she still alive? Like, who's, Di- who, who's Diana Prince? Well, what, you're Diana Prince. No, I, I don't remember. What's the last thing you remember? I, I don't remember anything. I, I, I don't, I just gotta, I just gotta get, I just gotta go, gotta go back. Gotta get out of here. I gotta go someplace. I gotta go back. Yeah, exactly what she said. She's gotta go back. And they're like, okay, back where? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just have an urge to go back. So they take Diana Prince to the hospital. They get her in the bed. They check her out. Oh, you got a slight concussion. Oh, you got amnesia. I got to get back. Get back where? I don't know. Hmm. But I can't be here. I got to go back. And she's trying to fight her way out from the hospital staff. They're holding her down. No, no, no. They have her tied down. She escapes yeah. somehow. Like, they're not... And she's, once again, stories above the ground. So she didn't go out the front door. She went out the window. That means she climbed out the window, slid all the way down, mm-hmm. gone. So she can't fly. Remember, she don't have her powers. She's gone. Then she gets to a military base, steals a plane, starts flying. They're like, okay, someone stole a plane. Where's the plane going? We don't know. And she's in the plane flying it. I got to get back. Right. Don't know where. I'm going to have an urge to fly this way. Right. Yeah. All right. She flies a plane. Another uh, Air Force plane comes in, tries to talk her down. She won't talk down. Uh, they shoot her down. Plane blow up. She survives. She jumps into the water. Starts swimming. Yep. Then she sees a shark coming for her. She's like, great Hera. Why'd I say Hera? What What am I talking about? So then she's got to deal with the shark. So she plays dead. The shark comes close to her. She fight the shark. She get on the shark back. She starts riding that shark like a bull. She lasted longer than eight seconds. Hmm. There's jokes in there, but um, you let show go. PG. See me on stage. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> then she, she, you know, a boat pulls up, sees her on top of this shark, fights off the oh. shark, pulls her onto the boat, mm-hmm. and their only words are, "Oh my gosh, we got to get back it's to Finiscara Island." Yeah, it's you. It's her. By this time, she's completely knocked out. She's just exhausted from fighting from the shark, so she barely made it out alive. And uh, and they just put her on the boat and realizing, like, oh, it's oh my, you know who it is. It's her. We gotta take her back. 
We're gonna take it back to the queen. Hilarious. Hilarious. And then you see the next yeah. Go on. Right. So they get her back to the queen. The queen sees her. Oh my gosh, it's my daughter. You know, uh Diana. Who? A bacon powder? Wonder Woman. What? Um my queen, she has amnesia. Okay, hook her up to the machine. Maybe this machine will bring her back her memories. And they start going through, and now it's almost like they did a little bit of a uh, a retcon on her history. Right. Yeah, and they and kind of bring her up, and then they put her back in her Wonder Woman outfit. She gets up, and, and it's like, great, Hera, please let her get her memory back. Don't let my child be lost. And sure right. enough, Wonder Woman stands up. And says, <laughs> Mother! Yes, you remember. Great. But here's here's a little note for if you're all wondering why are we going off with this and we didn't get to the main person as yet. We're about to. We're about to. But here's a little note that was in there. When her mother was saying, put her to the machine to get her memory back, her mother says, which is wonderful. This is a very futuristic George Jetson that has some type of machine that you put on your head, sort of a thing like Cerebo. Basically, it will go for her mind and just help her refresh her memories. Please put in the tapes of her memory. Exclude tape three, four, and five. Are you sure, Queen? Exclude tape three, four, and five. You're the Queen. No problem. Get bolted. Then she remembers. Mother. Great. She remembers. Now the mother is all worried. Like, hmm. I know I didn't. I told her not to put three, four, and five in there. Oh, she didn't remember three, four, and five. I'm just saying that all right now to put a pin on it. We'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Right. Exactly. So we go through that little thing. She comes back with a whole, okay, mom, I remember you. This is great. Here I am. Wonder Woman. And then, out of nowhere, this fully clad, armored female shows up and says, I invoke the right of, I think, Ares or she invokes the right of combat to fight to be what? Wonder Woman. She's like, I am Wonder Woman. We can't have two Wonder Woman. There can only be one. I want to have a fight to determine who's the real Wonder Woman. Now, this is my, now this storyline with Diana not having her powers. So Wonder Woman being Diana Prince in the white outfit, not having her powers ran for a while. So mm-hmm. it's almost like this is bringing her back to her roots to show why she's Wonder Woman. Bum, 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 bum. Ow. Right? We can't spin. We're too old. Uh, maybe too old. the chair. The shoulder. Yeah. The shoulder. <laughs> so they go and they do the whole right thing. Like what Wonder Woman had to do at the very beginning, like an issue number one, no, that whole trial she had to do to prove of, uh, you know, goddess and grace or that she could take on the mantle of Wonder Woman. So it's almost like a retelling of that again. So she goes through all the challenges with this other fully clad person. So the person has on, like, you know, Full armor. It looks it looks like medieval armor, but it's form fitting, right? Right. And it's and I mean it, you can't see anything it's like from the arms, the legs, the you know you can tell it's a female full out covered face mask with you know how the the the, the Greeks had their mask kind of thing or how we mm-hmm. put them, but it was full covered, just eye slits. That's it. So they go through the whole trials they have to do. Then it's a one on one combat, and it starts going, and the armored. When Batten has a sword and she knocks out the sword from Diana's hand. And instead of trying to kill her, because that's what it's supposed to be, he kind of hesitates and sticks the sword in the sand beside, beside Diana's head. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what? What happened? You, you, you won. And then she takes off her helmet. And lo and behold, 
it is a nice looking black woman right there. Boom. He's like, my name is Nubia. Uh, all right, then. The queen's sitting up there. The queen's going, she looks familiar. There's something about you that's just, you know, putting off my senses. Like, hmm, I know you, but I don't know you. But I know you. Right? You make my heart race, but I don't know why. Right. Why? Okay. So, and I said, back then, I find they were very fast-paced with the Wonder Woman storytelling around that those issues. So, okay, Wonder Woman's like, oh, you can keep the mantle. You can still be Wonder Woman in man's world. You know, boom, boom, boom. She leaves. Mm-hmm. Nina Prince, Wonder Woman, goes back to, you know, to man's, to man's world. world. There you go. The other one, Nubia, turns around and she's getting ready to leave. But she's now queen of the floating island. So she's leaving with her warriors. Now, lo and behold, her warriors are mostly male. Mm-hmm. They're not females. But she's the queen of them. So she's like, okay, we're leaving. And at that moment, you know, the queen, so Wonder Woman's mom, runs down and says, oh my gosh, hugs her. And then, of course, it jumps through a series of events of, I remember who you are. Right? Well, it doesn't happen right away. It happens like no. two issues later on. Later on, but, yeah. You know, she does the hug. Nubia's like, hey, okay. You know, one of her soldiers wanted to attack, saying, oh my gosh, she's attacking. She's like, nope, put your swords away. She's like, women don't attack women. Women don't kill women. You know, that's a man thing to do. Put your sword mm-hmm. away. This is why we have problems. So she's almost a different take of how she looks at men as opposed to Nemiscarians look at men. So she, she, her soldiers get on there and they're dressed like African warriors. That's, that's what they look like when, when you look right. at the men, you know, with the headdresses, the loincloths, their, their weapons. It looks like typical African warriors, if you would picture it. They go to get on the boat, you know, the queen and Nubia hug. They go, they go to separate ways. Right. Anna Prince has her series of adventures, but we're not focusing on her. We're focusing on Nubia. Because this is what the show's about. Black History Month, lesser known. There we go. Everyone knows Wonder Woman. You can look that up. There's a lot of documentation that covers Wonder Woman during this time period and her losing her powers, gaining her powers, and her adventures. We on the opposite side. All right. So mm-hmm. Nubia goes back to what she calls the, the floating, floating city. Mm-hmm. And when floating she's there, island. Floating mm-hmm. island. Thank you. She goes back to the floating island. And when she's there, all of a sudden, two warriors, two of the male warriors, are fighting to be her man. Right? And she and they fight each other. And it's like, well, we're going to fight each other because one of us want to be, you know, the loser can't be your man. The winner gets to be your man. Right. And she's like, really? I don't think so. She's like, I will fight. And if you beat me, you can be my man. But if you, if I win, no, no, no. You know, and so she goes and defends herself because keep in mind she's a queen, so they're still trying to be very macho and and I guess establish their dominance, which this doesn't work. He she mm-hmm. manhandles them, wins the fight, doesn't kill the soldier, walks away, goes in her hut. But then he has a moment, and that moment is, oh my gosh, I feel lonely. Like when she was outside, she's putting on a strong front. She's a queen. She's got to put on a strong front. Right. Everything, and but when she walks into her hut, no one can see her. She's by herself. She's just sitting there, and she's like, "I feel lonely." And I felt more lonely after the queen hugged me. Like he can sense that I didn't have a mother, I didn't have a, a father. I don't know who my parents are. But the queen hugging me, you know, it just brought this loneliness back to the front. Did she detect that I was lonely also in that moment, and maybe needed this hug because of the bottom right. line, they're all 
human people. They're all portrayed as people, regardless of what superhuman feats they can do. So, you know, the strong woman now is showing a softer side. And I think that made sense. As a ruler of a country, a nation, a group of people, you can't show weakness in front of the masses. You can't show weakness in front of your um, other, I guess, your commanding officers who who serve you. So you mm-hmm. got to keep that to yourself and have that moment alone. And you got to deal with any loneliness, insecurities, self-doubt by yourself. Because as soon as you whisper to someone else, like, hey, I'm feeling this way. You know, the queen's uh, feeling, not feeling herself today. She, she might be getting weak. And that leads to, we should overthrow her. Which happens right. if you look through history. Unfortunately, okay. yes. Any, anything dealing with history, I don't care if you're reading Napoleon. I don't care if you're <laughs> watching Greek and Roman, Egyptian, uh, Viking, or whatever. Anytime, you know, American, anytime someone shows a sign of weakness, you know what I mean? You don't want to be a leader of a nation and sneeze. Sign of weakness. He might have allergies. Let's get him. Right? right? So I thought that part of her story was really interesting to show that it's not a tough person altogether, but there's a little bit more humanity to her than that, which I'm like, oh, all right. So first of all, you've declared yourself. Well, not declared yourself. She, she, it's already been official that she did have the title of Wonder Woman. So we have a black character in DC in 1973 in a prominent role. So just like we covered Eddie March, Iron Man way back. Mm-hmm. We're now talking about, oh, we got another one in the wings. You know, just like John Stewart with for Hal right. Jordan, right? Now you got Nubia for Wonder Woman. Okay. Yep. Strong independent person. So there, there, there's where we're at right now in this uh, adventure. Rod, what do you think about this so far? When you so what I, I like I like the whole idea that we are having an opportunity to see diversity in that and especially a key one of the trio, you know, one of the trios. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, one of the known three of DC, that there's there's an another history that's being unfold, unfolded. And seeing her being very, like you said, she's tough. She's basically the leader of her own nation, her own, her own tribe in, in that in that realm type of scenario. Um seeing that how she is able to dominate and show them the authority that she's the one in charge and as so the scenario with with the two men fighting is basically yeah they wanted to be her to be married to be connected you know married to her and they realized we are the only two it's going to be between the two of us one of us is going to have to live i'm not going to let you live it out but it's hilarious that she comes in like i didn't make a choice that one of you guys that i wanted either of you but you know what if someone has to you have to choose someone to fight Okay, I'll put my I'll put my my ring in the hat, and it's hilarious that sh- you know they like uh oh, okay sh- sure I-, I guess so um still thinking very dominantly that they can overthrow her, which was still very hilarious to me that this is your ruler, and you really have the audacity to think that you could take her out when you clearly know that she has she's very. Um, very, she's very authoritative. She's very in charge. She got her stuff together, and you think you're technically the general. You're technically the general, and you feel like you can overthrow the leader. Come on, son. Come on, son. 
She just put you in your place, son. I apologize. Don't put you in your place. And she did. So it's nice that we see her in that particular um, area of her setting, like basically showing that she's in charge. You know, she is, they're showing her as being a very dominant individual and yep. that she's ended and that she clearly saying, I don't need anybody to, to, to work with, to be with, to show, you know, I have no weakness in that regard. But like Barry said, that was all not a front. But it was just showing that she knows that in her position, she has to show authority. But behind closed door, it may have been one of those things that's been bothering her slightly. But by having Queen Hepatila reach out to her and just basically speak to her in a particular manner that threw her off and made her think, like, did this? Did the queen realize that I'm I'm lonely? Did I, did I, did I show that type of energy that someone picked up on that? Maybe it's a woman thing. I don't know. But I'm so confused right now, and it showed that when within within the the script within the imagery, it just showed that you know what there's another side to her, and we'll get to another part of the story. But it was very very good that I saw that, and it it made me feel like okay, they're really trying to pull back the layers on yeah. Nubia, giving us different opportunities to see that she is. She's part of a secret society because the way they conducted themselves and they looked, they weren't really part of man's world. So that's yeah. something to take into yep. effect. But she literally walked in to claim, uh, I, I come here to for the art of challenge for Wonder Woman. And she's basically in garbs, uh, like Barry said, of Roman garbs. And all you had was her hair coming out the back or black hair out of the back. That's the only way. Plus, again, the form fitting of her outfit made it, you can tell it's a female, and that's perfect. But other than that, she basically came there to. I'm, I came here to. to uh, what, what's, what was that saying? I'm here to kick ass and chew going, chewing gum. I'm all out of chewing gum. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum. I'm all out it. of bubble gum. Yep. Rodney Roddy Piper gum. from They Live. Oh, boy. Let's go. Memories don't live. Okay, stop it. Good people so do. As, all right, all right. We good. We good. We good. Right on. Focus. Right. Focus. So focus. Yeah, it, it's it's that's that's one of the uh, great things, and we're gonna find out uh, if you're gonna take that point, Barry. Just talk about how how she actually came to be. Because to me, it's a great story. It's a great a great place you can see that. Uh, where did she come from? We're going to find out just now. We're going to find out just now. So I'm going to take a, a, a two-second pause. I should have done this at the very beginning. So here we go. So Ooh. as I said, Wonder Woman, right? Issue 204, 1973. And so Nubia was created by Robert uh, Kenninger. We just went all fun in. We didn't even do that. That's Yeah, right? right? We apologize. We apologize, people. We know we that's bad. a routine. We, we, we were just so excited. Sorry. Right? So Robert Kenninger and Dan he- and Don he- Don. So it gives you a little bit of background. So Robert Kinninger, um, he was comic book writer, editor, and you know he was in the business for like fifty years. On top of that, he he was um, writing Wonder Woman for about twenty years, and he took over the scripting from William Moulton uh, Hardison. So you know this is a guy who was almost the, one of the creators of the book from way way uh, Wonder Woman way back. So he wrote Wonder Woman mm. for twenty years. He, he was off for about a year. He just came back. 
me after being off from this book for a year, and he came back with this, with bringing in Nubia. So that's one. And then you got mm-hmm. Don Heck. So Don Heck, uh, been writing comics, uh, you know, for years, like drawing comics, I should for years, not writing, drawing, drawing yeah. comics mm-hmm. for years. So he was behind, you know, Marvel comics like, you know, Iron Man, The Wasp, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Wonder yep. Man, yada, yada, yada. Um, and he had, you know, uh, some writing, some drawing on the, uh, Avengers. So this is what it is. So uh, for myself so far, I'm looking at this and I'm going to get into her origin in a second, right? Mm-hmm. For Nubia's origin. But, you know, the whole thing of, you know, the tribe fighting, two men fighting to marry her and, and how they were. It, it gave me a lot of vibes of, uh, Black Panther. Wakanda forever. You know? The whole Wonder Woman fighting for the man, uh, the mantle of Wonder Woman. It's like yep. Black Panther fighting, you know, to keep his mantle. Yep. So a lot of, lot of, you know, parallels in there. I'm not sure if there was any influence. I'm not there. I can't say. I, I mm-hmm. need a time machine. So until they invent one, may not know. So I'll have to do some more research on that. But this is where it comes into. So now we get into the origin, sure, and the origin, which I thought of Nubia, was interesting. It was a little bit of a retcon. It was a little bit mm-hmm. of let's go back and do this. And it's funny that you know all the main three, you know Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman, all have their black counterparts that have shown up in different times. So there we go. So for Wonder Woman, the, the retcon is here is we get what happened on those missing tapes. Is the Queen turned around and back then this is the origin that she made Diana out of some clay on the beach. Mm-hmm. While she made, she didn't just make one body out of clay. She made two. Two. So one was out of the lighter sand and lighter clay, and one was out of darker clay. Yeah. And got the souls put in there by the gods. And they're like, Mm -hmm. okay, this is cool. But then Ares popped up and went. Well, you see, there's the thing. I was very interested on that because at that time, it wasn't even named Ares, it was named Mars. Mars, thank you. Yes. Mars was the god of war at that time, at least on that rendition. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, really? What about Ares? But I was like, okay, we got Aphrodite, who's still there, Hercules, everybody else is there, but I didn't know. So that's even more history. I got to go back and just seeing like, so when did they start right. saying Mars to Ares? But either way, we basically saying the god of war is the one who came in and basically did the, um, how do I say it? He's in the, uh, the old typical coming like saying, I'm going to take something. You defeat me, I'm just going to take something on the way out. He basically he, he basically pulled a Hordak. Yes! <laughs> yes! He pulled a Hordak! Masters of the universe. Yes! Oh, we got to talk about this. Oh, dude, Rod, Rod, Rod tell, knows how to fire tell, me up. As you can tell, I finished watching it. But we'll come back to that. Okay, cool. All right, all right, all right. Cool, cool. We'll come back to So, yes, you're right. He pulled a Hordak. So, and you brought out an interesting point. It's true. So, keep in mind that Ares, uh, Zeus, these are names of the Greek gods. Mm-hmm. The misconception. In Greek, it's Heracles. Hercules is the Roman name. Everyone goes by Hercules, and they always attach it to Greek. But Heracles is the Greek name. Hercules is the Roman name. So in Roman, it's not Zeus, it's Jupiter. In Roman, it's not Ares, it's Mars. And in Roman, it's not um, Heracles, it's Hercules. Hercules. I know everyone always says Hercules. The books have been done that way, and he's always supposed to be Greek. But that's where it kind of, I don't know why they 
they, they, maybe it was just easier to say or pronounce. Mm-hmm. You know, it rolls off the tongue better, and they kind of just took liberties with it. I mean, this is fantasy at the same time. Okay, but this is what it is. So bottom line, the Greeks had their names for their gods, and when they got invaded by Rome, Rome said, hey, we've now conquered you. We are now going to rename all your gods, you know, the names we should, but they all have pretty much the same origins. Right. The stories are pretty much the same. It's just different. So the, the Romans named the gods after all the planets that we see today, you know, Hellsworth, uh, Saturn, and, and mm-hmm. Jupiter, uh, Mars. Okay. All right. And, and the list goes on. So there you go. That's your, your history mythology moment at the moment. You can dig a little bit more into that. So you're right. Mars turns around, grabs her, you know, one of the two and takes off. Right. And Mars's plan after you know fighting the, uh, the, the you know the Amazons, Mars takes off, grabs them, take and grabs Nubia. So she's a baby, takes her back, and then trains her to be his quote unquote weapon. Mm. All right, let's let's look at this for half a second. You've been mm. brought back to life, so I know they've always kind of gone with this kind of thing. Is you know that's more modern day where they do the well of souls. So there's two souls, and the souls got embedded into where it had to be. Well, it was one soul. That's all Diana came to be. So it depends on if you want to go for that. Take any of that influence from George Perez run. So anyways, let's go back to 1973. Two things of clay, one light, one dark, right? So one white, one black. Okay, here we go. They both get life put into them. All of a sudden, Mars turns around after being defeated by the Amazons and his revenge was stealing one of them. He took uh, uh, Nubia. You're trained. And now, you, you, you know, Strength-wise, power-wise, they're almost parallel to a certain degree. Like Wonder Woman, right. Diana Prince is a little bit stronger, a little bit mm-hmm. faster than than At, Nubia. Than Nubia, but, and there's the reason why. Mm-hmm. The reason why is that when Mars or Ares took Nubia, this was just before the pro- the procedure that Wonder Woman or, or Diana Prince would have been bestowed by the gift of the speed of Hercules, the the strength of Hercules, the speed of Mercury, uh, all these particular attributes was supposed to be done at that particular time. But because Mars took uh, Niobe, Nubia, Nubia. sorry, Nubia away, basically, by the time they started the procedures, there's only one child here left. So that's the reason. To me, that is the distinction of why Wonder Woman, Diana Prince, would always be a little bit more powerful, a little bit more, uh, has some better attributes versus Nubia. Now, Nubia has been trained, and we'll go through the story of finding out that she's been trained and brought up, like you said, from Mars, to be able to be a warrior. But those are certain attributes that she missed out, and that to me is a difference between... That's the the equalizer right there, right? Because you might be a little bit weaker than somebody, you know, on different aspects for how they're putting in the comic book, but then you're trained by a god of war. There... Aries does exist and so does Mars. The two of them do exist. Right? So bottom line is you were trained by a god of war in all forms of combat. 100%. Like you have that guy who's maybe a sumo wrestler and he's going up against someone who's judo. Doesn't matter if the sumo wrestler has more mass. A judo master is known to use your own strength and momentum against you. So they might Mm -hmm. not punch you. But you go to punch them, they're going to grab and flip you and toss you around like a sack of potatoes. Right. And levels the playing field. So picture that's kind of a Nubia 
Diana Prince kind of uh, scenario. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you're right. Got taken by Mars, the god of war. Right. And then, of course, it went through the typical Amazon, you know, um, Hercules, you know, taking over. Um, then he, you know, he, he turned on the Amazons. He chained them. They had their chains, broke their chains. They escaped, yeah. You know, that story. That's how they've told it for years. But Nubia was trained by Mars, god of war, to come in there and kind of upset the apple cart. When this was done, everybody else's memory was kind of erased to a certain degree. Like the general rest of the uh, mascara did not know there was two. They only knew there was one. Right. Yeah, right. Well, okay. I, that, that's how I look at it. Yeah, exactly. But I think I, cause at the time it wasn't, I'm trying to remember if I did see if it said if it like they were wiped or is just because maybe there were like more in house and it was just those two at the time that they were st- like, she was retrieved or taken so early in the game. It wasn't fully announced that, Oh, there has been two children that were born or created. Right. <clears throat> you know, before the ceremony and that type of scenario. So that's how I took it in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, well, but, exactly. And I took it like the fact that, like, okay, you know, because the only other person that would have known she was there was the queen, right? Right. So, and the queen seems like her memory seemed kind of foggy. Now, keep in mind, you know, uh, Amazons, you know, on, at the mascara are very long lived. They, they're almost immortal. I mean, they've been around for hundreds and hundreds, thousands of years on that island. So, right. here we are as grown men. I'm telling you right now, there's things I can't remember when I was eight years old. People come to me and say, Remember when you did this at 10? Remember when you did this at 20? I did that. I said that. It's not because of mind going. It's just sometimes you just, you know, you forget certain things, right? It's just age. So if you've been around for thousands of years, there's some details you might forget. Now, I know you're saying loss of a child, Barry. Well, remember, she never really got attached to the child. She made two play forms. Right. One got life and then one got taken. Right. And, and maybe it was her survival instinct. They'll just kind of put it out of her mind. Right. Well, plus also probably uh, took it at, because I took it at that she she said, I have a memory. Like, like, there's something about you yeah. I should know, I shouldn't know. So I took it that she felt that if Mars took the child, I have no way of confirming, like, there's no, you know, no paper, no picture later on with, you know, with the newspaper, with date, like, saying, it's today's date that you know the child's still alive, type of scenario. Yes, yeah. Been, and I think been... there's some magic in it, too, that kind of clouded her memory. Definitely. These I'm are definitely. gods we're dealing with. You know, yeah. he doesn't want his plans found out before he's ready to to spring it. Got to keep the element of surprise. Part of being a god of war. Here you go, battle tactics. Go. So it it comes up to that. You you see her going back. So then you see that origin finally take place. Where okay, mm-hmm. we know Nubia was kidnapped and trained by Mars, a god of war. And I keep saying a god of war because Ares does exist in this time too. Yes. So she's under the Roman, and it explained her costume to a certain degree because Romans had a little bit of a different cost, uh, you know, outfit armor than the Greeks did, right? That's how you're able to tell one from the other, and many other reasons. But there we go. So now we fast forward. It comes down to um, when a woman something is happening. You know, Diana Prince is going through a series of ventures, and uh, Nubia shows up to help her out. But then at one point, they, they, she starts attacking her. She starts saying, "All right, taking you on." So, usual, two people fighting again. Because she always said, I'll be back to fight. So, they do have their fight. I mean, there's things that lead up to it. But they do have this fight that breaks out. Now, during the fight, while they're going at it, like, Nubia's not holding back. Diana doesn't want to kill her because she sees her as her sister. As she should, because they are sisters. They they were born, let's say, by the same mother, same 
birth date kind of thing. Uh, and during this fight, you know, uh, Diana notices that there's a ring on Nubia's finger and kind of knocks it off and catches it and, and while they're in midair. And this ring has the marking of Mars. Once that ring is off her finger, he realized that Mars was controlling Nubia through this ring. Mm-hmm. And once the yep. ring came off, she came back to herself. I mean, she she still has her memories, but she knew she wasn't, she was she wasn't aggressive. She wasn't aggressive, right? Yeah, she's free like a bird. Okay, Mars, let's let's talk for half a second. You've got two pissed off Amazon warriors, Come sisters. On, Come on, son. Right? Okay. If if, if there's one thing we got to say about our black queens. You shouldn't piss her off. You, Come on, son. That's that's right. That's a whole. You, you could have done something less dumb, like I don't know, starting a fight with the other gods. Now, now you got you know, right? Okay. I don't Come know on. about you, but I know my mom lose her temper. I'm glad to still be here. Come on, son. Come on, son. That Come was not on, smart. That was that that woman. Of, Started her dominance like no tomorrow. And then she teamed up with Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman, like Diana Prince was like, yeah. So it was like sisters doing it for ourselves. It was, it was like scary spice teaming up with, I don't know, posh spice or no, sporty spice and scary spice teaming up and saying, bring it, bring it, bring it. Long penis, long penis. And the two of them took on Mars. Two Amazons. Now remember, one's trained by him from a child to a grown woman. The other one is powers of the gods and gifts from the gods and goddesses. And they both went after Mars. No other god needed to show up. Lucky Mars is still around for one reason, because the two of them have compassion. <laughs> 100%. Foolish immortal. I normally say foolish mortal. No, that was foolish immortal. Foolish, Absolutely mortal. foolish. I'm like, what are you thinking, man? So <sighs> this is the story of Nubia. Now, to give you just a quick rundown, right? I mean, they're showing here in her ability. So, you know, yeah, she's Amazon. She did join the Justice League-ish at one point. She's mm-hmm. got super strength, speed, agility, reflexes, sen- senses, stamina, durability, and endurance. Superior hand-to-hand combat. Uh, once again, she was raised by the God of War, or a God of War. You got know, it. So her magic weapons are, you know, she's got a magic sword and her armor. So they're magic. So when Wonder Woman has bracelets, she's got full-out armor. Um, you've got a paralyzing cold sight. Yeah, yeah. You know who has that too? My mom. <laughs> you do something wrong, she'll just give you that stare and you freeze in your tracks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm she also has the ability to open dimensional portals, you know, with her lion armor. So they aren't so that's one of the things. So she, okay, okay, all right. Uh, possesses the ability to relieve her body of physical injury and toxins by becoming one with earth soil and then reforming her body whole again. So she gets injured, breaks down her body, and comes out from the soil, and she's good to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, this answers the question. And she has immortality. Okay, all right. Let's just leave it at that. Let's leave all it right. at that. We'll just okay. leave it at that. We'll, we'll we'll just leave it at that. Okay, we'll we'll just that that's that's Nubia. Now I know she has come back many different times over the years. Like mm-hmm. she's gone like for twenty years, she came back, changed her name. You know, New Fifty Two, retcon this, retcon that. We're just going from the beginning, and and how and this is where we're at right now. So, right. 
wow wow so just take that we have you know there's many we know there's like different versions of superman or black superman out there mm-hmm. right with the s on their chest and all right we know there's people that have taken up the mantle of the bat who are people of color thank you very much mm-hmm. and now we have you know this wonder woman character the only thing that gets me is she's still like oh they're like she should have had more of a main run with all her powers she could have gone through something where where Diana Prince deals a lot with the Greek gods, he could deal more with the Roman gods, mm-hmm. and I think that would be an interesting take on her persona, so forth. So that's that's okay. it. But let me just leave this. So Rod, let's get down to the brass tacks of it, Rod. That's the history. Yeah. What would you think about it? Where where would you like to see this go? How would you like to this together in your own mind? So I like like I. I'll... I like the concept. I like the the availability of having um, one of the key characters in the center, a familiar character that we know from a different point of view, a different standpoint. Um, I liked it. I, I liked it. And just hearing that, you know, the similarities and the stuff that are completely off, as we pointed out, between Diana and Nubia. What I would like to see now, I would like to see um a series. I actually want to see like a series. Now, I think I said it before in one of the recent ones, you know, certain ones I will probably want like a, a, a three or a five or four series. This one, I want three series. I want three series, three or four series. I'll even push it to four. Um, but I want it to be like like a Netflix, uh, Amazon Prime type of um, series. And we can do like three, we can do three series and have maybe like say 10 episodes each type of scenario. And I want it to be timestamp in the sense of the first one will be when she started, like how she came to be. So basically the storyline that we're talking about right now, kind of bring it around that time frame, bring it up to, and then have another one where she's doing solo bits or anything about herself. So now we're going to start to, Pull the layer, pull back the layers of who she is, find out who she is and what she can do and how she can contribute to the DCU in that regard. Then I want the third one where she actually has the ability to team up, have adventures with her sister, have adventures with her sister and, you know, see a couple of the JLs, you know, in in some type of adventures, whatever the case would be. But I would like to see them pair off like that. So this is for me, I would like a live action one. Now, I will, I picked somebody that I said, you know what? I need someone who's going to have that that vigor, who have that the 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 camera presence to be strong, to be mm-hmm. aggressive, but yet be compassionate enough that be able be able to, you know, give it a like say, okay, I can see what you're doing. I can see what you're doing. So I wanted to go with Coco Jones. So Coco Jones, if you don't know, the most recent or most known one right now. She is Hillary Banks on the new Bel Air show. She's also mm. an artist. She's a singer. She's she's an R&B singer, great voice as well. Right. So right. even at a segment where she was singing, beautiful. But we'll get mm. into that. Uh, but I wanted to have someone who is okay. who someone who basically fit that particular profile. She's a very uh, beautiful lady. She looks you know beautiful. Um, has a beautiful stage presence on screen presence. So she can be able to pull it off very well. Um, she doesn't currently have, to my immediate knowledge, 
I don't see any type of action, action type of roles, but you got to start somewhere. Like even I'll even say, cause to my immediate, like uh, Gal Gadaf, she didn't have any action roles to my immediate recollection prior to Wonder Woman. No, she just made an appearance in uh, Fast and Furious, the franchise, right? Right. Where it was nothing. Yeah, but she started off there. That's when it first came to me. But, you know, in, in real life, she was, I think she had like some army um, training and stuff like that. But I get what you're saying. On camera, no. Right, right. On camera, she doesn't have. So she she did the profile and did, they worked with her well. So oh, yeah. I believe I believe Coco Jones could be able to uh, take that, take mm-hmm. that role and actually bring some life to it. Um, yeah, I would like to see that because then when you're now going to pair those two off together, we do put a scene. Now, I know they're basically look like they're planning to re recast Wonder Woman. Cause I think, right. I think she's at the point now they're like, basically uh, James Gunn is just saying like, we're starting all fresh again. Yep. Fine. No problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no problem. Mm-hmm. But I think that if you get Coco Jones in there, this would be a great time that if you're going to start a new DCU, put put her put her draft on the table and eventually let's work towards adding her into the into the realm as well so i'm going for i'm going for like a three or four series three at least a three three season type series um at least eight to ten episodes and just we can start going into the myth the mytho like you said let's go on the greek side of the mytho uh or sorry the roman side of the mythos of her Right. And just basically pull that from there. Okay. So you, but you're going animation though, right? No, I want live. Actually, I want live. Oh, you want live? Okay. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I want, I want live. Okay. Okay. I, I got you. I like that. I, I like that. I want, well I done, want live. Cause, cause, I, Cause I think, I, I think, especially now, if they're going to reboot the DCU, this yeah. is a great time that you can now bring in someone and, and have the opportunity that you can put her, put her in the files right there. All right. I like that. I like that. Cool. So here's what I've been thinking, and it mm. comes down to my little mind going. So first and foremost, uh, I got a fan cast this here. It's like, oh, I'm going to get down to it. I'm going to explain a couple of things first. So I like exactly where you're going. Once again, we see me be on this same line. So <laughs> one, just just like we talked about um, Marvel Spotlight. Right. Okay. DC Showcase. See. Right. See. That was in, in my head. Honestly, as a side note, I was like trying to remember what the DC version of it. It just, I just, I went mentally blank. I said, I know I know it. Until you said it's a showcase. Damn it, it was showcase. That I was gonna say it, do it that way. That's why I said at least right. give, me a th- give me a series. But that's what I wanted to say. DC right, right, exactly. Sorry, sorry, so, go on, go on, go on. Oh, no problem, man. We just said, we so, just said uh, that last the other week. So James Gunn, if you're listening, here you go, man. You turn around, you start using the other properties you have. So one of the properties you need to use is DC Showcase. You got DC Presents, and that's usually Superman mm-hmm. teaming up with someone. You got Brave and a Bold, that's Batman teaming up with someone. Unless right. you make a new title with just Wonder Woman teaming up with other people, like the other two have it, or World's Finest, something mm-hmm. along those lines. Right, right, because World's Finest is Batman and Superman. Wonder Woman doesn't 100%. have her own, right? Like she's, It's always about Superman and Batman. All right, sh- right. forget them. So we're going to take DC Showcase – Maybe we rebrand DC Showcase for a Wonder Woman kind of run or something like that, right? So here it is. DC Showcase, live action. I would need this to be uh, just like DC likes to turn around, which is good and for awareness. And they are now doing more books for the culture. So they are doing mm-hmm. a series of books that are coming out for Black History Month where the characters are out there for Black History Month. And be it if you like it or not, at least they're starting off to do something. So I'm not talking about what's negative and all that. Here, Here's my overall vision 
give me something along the time. And it doesn't have to be, it's not black versus white. And that's what we're talking about. It's all about one love. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Bob Marley. So give me a scenario where the Justice League, and, and they've done this before. The Justice League, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, they're off, busy, off world doing something. A right. threat now is coming in. Maybe Darkseid okay. is doing a two-pronged attack. He one attacked, and everyone's now fighting him off. But he's got another secret attack coming in with Stephen Wolf from the back, or Calabac coming in from the back. That right, Sorry. right, right. And now the main seven are off-world dealing with Darkseid. Darkseid's right. like, yeah, fight me. I don't care if I win or lose. I just sent Calabac to go to Earth. Stephen Wolf, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Even if he keeps Stephen Wolf, he's like, send Calabac, send uh, Mantis, send, you know, uh, <laughs> some of the other new gods that people really don't know about, but are up there on Dark Side's, yeah. you know, yeah. level that work underneath him, right? Kato, yeah. like, yeah. Kento, send, send all them there to let them invade Earth while he distracts the, the main seven. That being said, in my little scenario, all of a sudden, Jon Stewart. Green Lantern realizes, like, oh, geez, well, it's either Kyle is off planet or, or, right. or, or, or Hell's off planet with the Justice League. Right. I'm back here. What's going right. on? Wait a minute. These guys are from, you know, Apocalypse. We need some heavy hitters. Let me round up who I can round up. Now, just because of it, he might, you know, there, people, you know, he's dated Vixen. Oh, okay. But he needs heavy hitters. So he might get right. Vixen. But he needs heavy hitters. So right. he needs the equivalent and let him make his own version, black version of the main seven of the Justice League to be okay. like the home base, right? Because he had Avengers West Coast, he had Avengers East Coast, right? Makes Avengers. Okay. Uh, you had, you know, the Teen Titans that back up the Justice League. You have Justice League Dark, which is all magic. Right. Okay. This could be, you know, it doesn't have to be Justice League Black. That would be cliche. But something else along those lines, right? Like, you know, okay. Nubian Justice League, as people like nicknamed them. So, you know, he goes out, and within the community, he's got an easier time of finding people of color to show. You know, and yeah, like, for example, uh, uh, James Godfrey or whatever, or James whatever. So Godfrey was one of the uh, people from Apocalypse, and he's good okay. at exciting riots because he doesn't physically attack, but he'll put out there and and prop like you know he made himself like a TV personality and he yes, was kind yes, of yes, putting yes, hate yes. crimes, right? So he let him start doing that. Let him start kind of really getting into the temperature of you know. And hear me out now of trying to use racism to you know cause a divide. And right away, uh, you know, John Stewart's like, hell, we got to combat this guy. Let him know that what he's trying to portray out there is not right. I want to get some once again strong heroes mm-hmm. that can fight them on all levels, show black people in a positive light. Here we go. So he's going to get like Valzad, the, the black Superman. He will right. get Nubia, the black Wonder Woman. He will yep. get Bat, uh, Batwing, the black Batman. Yep. Okay, okay. Yep. And he puts them together with himself as a mini team, combat some of the, you know, mind control and break that along the ways. Okay. Okay. All right, that's what I need. I need that as a DC showcase. But because we're talking about Nubia, it's even though John might come in, Nubia's got to be the focus point about it, right? Because Wonder Woman was always the compa- the warrior and compassion of the Justice League, and Nubia's right. got to carry that same 
presence also those right. same ideals she's she says at one point when the two men are fighting she's like you know why um men can't stop you know being better because you're always too busy fighting causing wars women won't cause wars so she's gonna come first and foremost with that whole thing of well look at this bunch of men again need some reining in let me show you how a woman does it and does it right and that's not like browbeating it's just the fact no, that's no. her point of view 100 percent and you bring Nubia in there with Valzad, you know, Batwing, John Stewart. Let that be a mini team that goes to combat the racism by through their actions and their deeds and inspiring people. Not people, not just black people, all people. Oh, black, yeah, white, red, yellow, purple, 100%. green. And just the whole spreading that message of unity. So it's not just coming right, it's coming from everybody. And everyone's like, oh, okay. And of course, they have the power to take on those new gods. Come right. on, he, right? Okay, all right. No, that's good. Right. That that's one way. Or she has to get in with maybe she finds a plot that's going on by Mars, and she recruits these guys that need some heavyweights to help her fight Mars and some of the other Roman gods that maybe are trying to invade. Because once again, maybe the Justice League is too busy off planet, or mm-hmm. you know they want to deal. So okay. You know, I mean, there's a whole story they did, four issue story called God War, uh, or War of the Gods. That's it, for, War of the Gods, where Wonder Woman was front and center for this. Nubia could be something similar to that. So this is where I'm coming down to. I'm just thinking out loud. Give me no, Nubia. No. Let her be it, the focal point. You can see her crisscross with some of the other members. As you put it, short series, five episodes, right? Under DC Showcase. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, even if it goes no more than eight. So five to eight episodes, focus Nubia, all on Nubia. Explain her origin, explain how she's attached to the Roman gods, explain there's Greek gods around, let her deal with them on a level. So if you're dealing with the new gods from Apocalypse, mm-hmm. you're dealing with Roman gods, it already shows how strong and how powerful this character is and what she can do. Okay. Okay. Now, that being said, I need someone that's going to look the part, act the mm-hmm. part, be the part now this person she doesn't have maybe like per se true acting skills that we've seen yet i'm not saying she doesn't have them i just said we right. haven't seen yet i am going with a person named bianca blair sorry bianca belair so you're gonna say who's bianca belair bianca belair is a wwe wrestler she's extremely athletic extremely athletic uh she just you know when i say just she was in the royal rumble the women's royal rumble where it was like 30 people fighting and i think she she came in early and she lasted almost near the end and she fought uh jay codrell now if you know jay codrell uh she came from aew she's now in wwe jade did some cosplay and if you look it up jay codrell on her instagram page you'll see her dressed as storm classic storm from the x-men Wow. Okay, but give me Bianca Belair to be Nubia. If you see her look, you see her physical prowess. She can do a lot of the combat scenes herself. You don't got to get it stunt brought in with a stunt man. He can handle all that. I I can see her playing that role. Uh, okay, hundred percent. Okay, so that's, okay, that's who I'm going with. You know, right now he's got our show with his, um, love and WWE. So it's her and her husband, uh, Bianca and uh, Montez. Okay. Okay. Right. 
So this is who I'm going with. I know it's a little bit off, but if you really hold up the two, see her, her promos that she's done in WWE, you follow her career in wrestling, you see what she does in the ring, how she carries herself outside the ring. She's all about family. You know, she's doing everything. When I say about family, it's like her and her husband, but she also has her mom and her sisters and other extended family members around too that she's taking care of at the same time. So she okay. shows the compassion. She's got the skill. She's got the look. I think this would be an awesome role to take it. And I mean, it's not the first time where we've seen wrestlers going onto the big screen and they've had Correct. different of uh, success, right? You know, you're John Cena, Dwayne Johnson, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, and the list goes on. Roman Reigns, uh, uh, Ronda yep. Rousey, and I said, be it like her or not. They do what they need to do. So I think take a chance on someone that is a little bit more of an unknown in the acting world. Right. Okay. Give them the role. See what happens. So Bianca Belair uh, is who I'm going with to play Nubia. Now, the only thing is that she's more a little bit more light-skinned than the characters portrayed at times, right? When she first came out, she was a little bit more darker-skinned. And mm. But if you look at her more recently, they made her more light-skinned. So I'm not getting into all that. I'm just saying... I think that she'd be a cool um, person to carry on that role. Okay. Okay. So Bianca Blair is your, you're a candidate for Nubia. Yes. And Coco Jones is my candidate for Nubia. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. That's where I'm going with. And as I said, and I'm putting it under that thing. And I said, that would be a cool, interesting way for once for DC to, you know, one, maybe this is something they can do. I know they're doing all these books for Black History Month, but maybe mm-hmm. make their own team. We're bringing these characters together every so often, right? And because it almost worked out twice a year between uh, Black History Month in February and Juneteenth, right? It's uh, it's almost like, you know, you can do it twice a year. Let them have their, their biannual adventures and kind of get together and start building that bond and showing people of color uh, within these the comic book industry. Where I'm talking, like you said, you know, in DC, in Marvel, in Image, in right, right, right. completely, completely, right. and it's not so, about division. It's really about inclusion. So have them, and and see how they work. I mean, look, the biggest thing right now is we had the TV show in Living Color, right, with the Wayans, right, mm-hmm. right. Without the Wayans having in Living Color, we wouldn't have Jim Carrey. Jim 100%. Carrey was like at one point the only white cast member on there, yeah. and they never made him feel. Like he was the only white cast member on there. He was in 110. Cool. And up to now, he still sings all the praises for the Wayne and family. 100%. And vice versa. 100%. Okay. 100%. No, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you and in, in, in trying to making a, a platform where, you know, everything is included. Inclusion. The inclusion is, is, is dominantly there. You will see it. You don't feel no one is feeling excluded or anything like that. Feel everybody's included in every type of decision making, every type of action to build that platform to a next level. I fully catch that. Uh, even when you were talking about when you were giving your ideas, I was and you said, well, maybe do the John Stewart first, and then you said have Nubia. Let's say something, some kind of threat that Nubia needs to call call around the team. I was thinking at that point, great idea. I would say if anything, and until you just said about doing something like every six months. That's where it'd be perfect. I would say the best way to, or not the best way, or a good way to get everybody associated to Nubia is to have John be the forefront just to round up the team. Yes. Then John would realize that he has certain skills and understanding 
But because this is a new God type of threat and realize I need someone who understand that type of higher plane, God type of mental warfare, I have to lean to Nubia, who will now be saying, okay, John, I got you. Here's some suggestions and let's do this. And he's just like, all right, you heard what she said, let's go. Everybody, yep. fall to line. Let's go. Let's go. Exactly. And then on the next episode or our next issue, that's when it basically sounds she got a she's putting up like the uh <laughs> like the Thundercat type of, you know, hey, everybody looks up. Oh snap. Maybe it's calling. Everybody I'll be like saying, Yeah, man, she did the last time. Like, yo, just call me. I'm good. If I'm free that afternoon, I'll help out. What it's gonna be a whole weekend thing. Uh baby, I, I won't be I won't be back um for a couple of days. Uh we gotta save the world again. I'll be back. Deuces. We're going to be. And that's it. So that'll be perfect in that regard that if you start off with a little John Stewart type of co-correlation, co-starring both at that aspect, and then then you can basically say the second the second episode and the second adventure, sorry, the second adventure. She basically saying, I you know, we got we gotta do something, whatever the case it be. And again, same thing. Another type of thread where the top seven, you know, it's like, it's like, I'm trying to think what's a DC version of this. And someone can correct me, but I'll, all I'm coming back is the Marvel in the sense like X-Men, you have the gold team, you got the blue team. You're, you're talking about, you know what I mean? Having like the first stringer, the second stringer, but we're not going to call it second stringers. We just say, no, you have, it's like Batman and the outsiders. It's, it's, you know, it's like just like dark. Well, you know what? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. Like, this can be something totally different that it's untapped, right? It's like Nubia, yeah. the God Keeper. Like, literally, that's what she does. Her her specialty is dealing with gods and you know, and stopping them from invading. Hundred percent. That, that's exactly it. Because do is there anyone currently? Except if anybody's way, but not not really. But no, because can't be doing that all the time. But let, let Nubia do it. There's a whole well, but there's no one really doing it. But there's 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 no there's no of there's no offensive coming from the gods of those world of the Olympic gods. There's no one. I don't think I you don't hear Olympic gods coming in with heavy hitters. The only time no, you hear is like the new that's gods. That's the beauty of the storyline. That's perfect. Right? And it's not that she has to only deal with those gods. She can deal with gods from every other background. She can deal with she can deal with the new gods. Let her let her come yeah, in and well, deal with Dark Side sometimes. Let, you know, he's constantly scheming. You think Batman, Superman, and whatever we can watch them, but he's constantly scheming. They're dealing with fires everywhere. She could be a specialized team with some of them to say, okay, I feel he's about to do this. He's coming for the anti-life equation. He, fa- All right, let's go. Again. 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 Right? Yeah. So that's what I, that's my right. whole thing. So Nubia, Wonder Woman, so many scenarios Layers. can play out with this awesome. in a positive way. I yeah. would. That's where I'm going with. I love to see. And I think it should happen. And that's that's my feeling of it. Like, there's so many characters out there. Stop making new ones. Let's go back to who we have. Stop retconning them. Let's look at their history and say, shoot, this could work. 100%. Right on paper. Uh, James Gunn's now trying a whole different thing. Like He's bringing the creature commandos. But let's, let's go with Nubia. If you want to really do it, you do it on paper. Let's see it on screen. And not not like a, just a two-second cameo. Let's see it on screen. Right? right. I mean, it, it worked for Black Panther when they brought it in. And if it's done right, we will follow. Okay. There we go. You know, that's that's exactly it. If DC wants to look to mimic the same type of pattern that Marvel's done on that particular st- stem, 
this would be perfect. This this would be perfect. Absolutely. They always keep talking about Michael B. Jordan coming in to do Superman, Superman, Black Superman, right? All right. It doesn't have to just be him. It doesn't, it, right? Like, I mean, Black Superman, it could be, as we call it, I'm calling Black Superman, but, you know, it could be a yeah, yeah. thing to jump off there. That'll be interesting. So, right, there we go. So, on that note, Rod, any last words? Um, No, listen. Um, This is a great character. This is a great character. Uh, DC definitely um knocked it out of the park with some great ideas and bring the 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 unknown sister nearly can call it the twin sister technically <laughs> they were clayed at the same time just saying fraternal hey, twins hey, eternal twins fraternal twins and basically yeah it's a great character that you know that doesn't it's not getting that much light on it and as we say we're seeing a we, we've seen a bunch of different uh, reenactments of it, you know, radiation of it. But you don't really, you see it on paper when we did our, well, at least I will say once I did my research on this, you see it. But outside, you don't hear about it. No. So it's like it's being done per se, but it's not getting the proper promotional push that everybody should at least have a twinkling like, you know what, Wonder Woman does have a black sister. What? You didn't know? And that should be how the conversation should go. Right, even a fan made film. Give me a fan made film, something like that. Start, start, get the ball rolling. There we go. That's the challenge for all the creators out there. So, yes. But on that note, mm. once again, this has been the Iconist podcast, and the icon is, as we said, Nubia, the Black Wonder Woman. This is our theme for Black History Month because we just got to mm. give it back when we can. Got to be that voice. This has been the Iconist podcast, and remember, this whole world was created by a pencil, a piece of paper, and lots of imagination. Keep on dreaming. We out. Mm-hmm. Oh, the shoulders still have the shoulders. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm giving them a Maybe the chair is carrying.